Thanks for listening to our podcast. Peterson Toyota is a great Ram Nation partner that has been proudly serving the Fort Collins, Windsor, Loveland, and surrounding areas since 1968. Check out SmartPath, Peterson's online shopping experience that helps you find the perfect vehicle for you, put together your own deal, and finish the purchase your way. Unlike other outdated car shopping sites, Peterson Toyota shows you all the actual inventory on the lot with current pricing, so you'll never miss out on a great deal. Simply browse available vehicles and prices, and when you find the vehicle you love, save it to your account. You can customize your payment estimates using their calculator, get the latest offers to find terms that work for you. Get an instant valuation of your trade-in vehicle, customize your new Toyota with accessories, and add protection products to safeguard your purchase. You can then use SmartPath to apply for financing right there on the spot. You share your vehicle selections with the dealer and determine how you'd like to finalize your purchase, whether in person or online. When the paperwork is done, you set a time to either pick up your vehicle or have it delivered right to you. Doesn't get much easier than that. Peterson strives to be the best in customer service and they will take care of you. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, please get Peterson Toyota first shot at your business. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Ram Nation Radio. Hope everybody has had a nice long weekend. Mike Rowe and I, Joel Canalamessa, will be joining you today. Both hoops teams are coming off nice victories. CSU women held off a late rally by the Falcons. Rams are up by as many as 17 points in the fourth quarter Saturday um, and up 10 with three minutes to go. And Air Force cut it down to one, which is 25 seconds left. Falcons sophomore guard Madison Smith pulled her team within one after a and one foul and then got hit with a technical foul celebrating. So that gave CSU free throws in the ball, which was fortuitous to say the least, but uh, helped CSU seal the win 70, uh, 67 to 64. So good win for the Rams. They won five out of the last six. The CSU men won at Fresno straight state in dramatic fashion Saturday, a great comeback. It was a game in which the Rams trailed by as many as 11 in the first half or in the second half, excuse me, and they were down by seven with just 2.07 left in the game. And then Stevens and Tanjay kind of took over. Um, they got, uh, when they were down seven there uh, with about seven, uh, 2.07 left, Tanjay, um, I guess it was Stevens had the first lay-in. And then Tanjay had a back-to-back lay-in there with Stevens. Uh, they cut it down to four. So it was their, kind of their show down the stretch. The Rams benefited from a pair of missed front ends um, of a one-and-one by Fresno State. And after the second one, with 14 seconds left, CCU had the ball in an inbounds play on the sideline. Fresno tried to trap Tanjay, who squeezed between two defenders, and he got hacked on the arm. So uh, official awarded Johnny uh, a one-and-one. He drained both, just clutch, uh, to to make both of those in that situation. Gave CSU its first lead since early in the second half. Rams ended up pulling out a 60-57 to win. Really fun game at least for what we were able to see of it, Mountain West Network, which is, for me, always so hit and miss, right? It reared its ugly head, though, on Saturday. A lot of technical pauses in the broadcast. Ultimately, got stuck on a halftime presentation. It looked like everybody was having the same issue. I thought it was maybe just me, but a lot of guys on Ram Nation were complaining about it. Very, very frustrating. It seemed like an hour that this thing was stuck there. Kept trying over and over and over. Went to my iPhone went to my laptop, went to my the Mountain West Network app on Roku. None of it was working. Um, usually, you can get between those three, one of them to work, but uh, nothing was working. So it obviously was on the Fresno State end. The home team is is responsible for producing these the home telecasts. So it's really on Fresno State. But the Mountain West has got to start looking at some of this stuff. is just really frustrating. Thankfully, the game cat came back on to life with five to six minutes left. So I got to see the finale, but really just inexcusable. Of course, Brian Roth and uh, Adam Nygod had me covered for the audio, which is great, but uh, just really frustrating to encounter these video problems so often. Just was pulling my hair out. Men are now four and 10 in Mountain West play. And still in 10th place, one game ahead of Wyoming. Really been hoping they can climb out of that 10 or 11 spot because you'd much rather face an Air Force or Fresno State in the first round of the Mountain West Tournament. And guess who's in the 7 slot right now, which would be, if all things stay the same, CSU being a 10, that's who CSU would face is UNLV. 
Uh, and UNLV is a team that just gives CSU fits every year. I know we stole a, a win against them this year, but it's just a matchup that's hard for us. And you definitely don't want to face them on their home court in the tournament first round. So uh, it would be really nice, you know, to build some momentum going into next year to get an opening round win and then take a shot at one of those top five. And, and right now we've proven we can play with all five of those top five teams in the standings of the of conference play. So next up for the Rams, number 20, San Diego State, Tuesday evening on the road. That's a tall task. Then you host Wyoming Friday night, and then you wrap up the regular season next week. Hard to believe, but wrap up the reg regular season next week at San Jose State and then home against New Mexico. A couple of fun home games left at Moby. Could potentially be Isaiah Stevens' final two home games as a Ram, as Steve Ivey pointed out last week. So, you know, this is your chance. Get out and support the Rams down the stretch here. Support him. Support the seniors, John Tanjay as well. You don't, we don't know if either of them, those guys are coming back. So this podcast, though, is going to focus on the women's team. We thought it would be fun to put use, put to use some of our NIL funds towards two of our best women's basketball players, senior guard McKenna Hofshield and junior guard Kaylin Crocker. It'll be a fun conversation with them. The women's team is 18 and nine overall, 11 and five in Mountain West play, tied for second with San Diego State and Wyoming. And behind UNLV is having a banner year. It's the first ranked team that UNLV has had in 29 years <laughs> in their program. Uh, it's the first Mountain West team, by the way, that's been ranked since CSU was ranked number 22 in 2016. So Rams have won five out of their last six games, as I mentioned. They got a road trip to Laramie and a home game versus Boise State remaining prior to the Mountain West tournament starting the first week of March. All right, our two guests tonight are senior guard McKenna Hofshield and junior guard Kylan Crocker. Kylan is a 5'9 guard who played her high school ball at Southern California Powerhouse Matter Day High School before signing with Cal, where she appeared in 31 games, making six starts for the Bears as a true freshman, I believe I read. And um, got hurt and missed her entire second season prior to playing in 22 games with 12 starts. Um, she averaged 24.6 minutes per game for Cal in her redshirt sophomore season. She was one of five transfers to join the Rams last May, and she has started 25 of the last 26 games this season, averaging 30 minutes a game, averages 11 points a game. Coach Ryan Williams calls her one of the best interviews on the team, so we'll put that to the test today. <laughs> um, and I will introduce um, McKenna as well, uh, but we did want to jump in here and ask you a, a quick question. Go ahead, Mike. All right, so earlier this month, you hit a huge game-winning shot, almost had the buzzer against against our hated rival. That's my daughter in the background. She was at that, you know, against our hated rival, Wyoming. Uh, McKenna, you had the dime on that. Um, so this was your first border war. How much did you learn about this rivalry uh, going into that game? And, and what did making that shot uh, mean for you and the team? Um. Wow. Yeah. The border war, it was actually crazy. I think Kenna and a lot of other of our uh, returning players were trying to uh, make us understand how big it was and how big the crowd would be actually. But I think there's nothing like playing in those games. Um, I've been in a, in a few rivals myself being at Cal with the battle of the Bay with Stanford. So definitely understanding like how much those rivalry games and how much making sure that um, you rep during those rival games are. So I was just really happy that I was able to knock down that shot. Thankful for Kenna for finding me because she had like five people around her. So it, <laughs> it's not an easy pass to make by any means. Um, so I think for her to be able to find me, I had to repay her by <laughs> by making it. Um, but I think that was just a huge, huge thing for our, our team because this season we um, have come short in some of those close games. Um, and definitely as we get towards the end and as, as we're continuing to get better, we just want to be able to make sure that we can we can finish those close ones, which we weren't able to do always at the beginning of the season. So. I think we're really happy with ourselves because we've we've been able to finish out some close ones lately. Um, we're still not, you know, where we want to be. We're always striving to get better, but that's that's huge as we go into these last couple games and going into the tournament, being able to close out some of those close ones. 
So I, I was in the loft, and, and from where I was standing, as soon as you released it, I, I knew it was going. What were your thoughts as soon as you let go? Uh, I know I knew it was going in. I told Ken at the end, I was like, I said, if you can find me, girl, I got your back. Like, I think it's going in. So um, I think it was if we practice those shots a lot, rising up like that in practice and, and we get a lot of those reps. So um, I think I was confident that it, it gives me confidence that Kenna was confident in me to be able to to pass me that ball when those few seconds left so definitely just wanted to rep for the team and make sure that it felt good it felt like it was going in and I'm, I'm glad it did <laughs> when when they took that time out when Wyoming took that time out what did coach Williams say because they still had a little bit more than a minute and a, half, a second and a half left our defense came out and just like they didn't even get a shot off so I mean what what did uh coach coach say during that time out I'm pretty sure he was just like, this is what we have wanted. This is what we have um, built ourselves for. This is what we've been practicing for. So we got to go take it. Um, I think it was just talking about what we were going to do. It was us talking to each other and making sure all of us were on the same page as well. Um, but we just knew that they couldn't they couldn't shoot a three. Like if they wanted to shoot a two, okay, do what you want to do. But we just couldn't let them get a three off. So I was happy that they didn't even get a shot off at all. So I think just everybody was just really locked in and just we all wanted to win. And we all kind of felt like we had, if we stuck together, if we just did what we knew our principles were, that we were going to be okay. I want to thank both of you. Um, you know, my, I took my daughter to that game and, and you all stayed out on the court and signed so many autographs after doing it just two days earlier. <laughs> um, and you signed her. I had a, I had a, the score sheet that I was going to have her have everyone sign. She saw the others getting their uniform signed, so she had to get her jersey signed as well. So, thank you both for that. The funny thing is, she didn't let any. She she loves it because the girls signed it, and she didn't let any of the boys sign it that night. That's right. <laughs> Ain't that right? Yep. <laughs> yep. She wore it to the the men's game later that night, and nope, they were not signing it. <laughs> well we also thank you for beating wyoming because as alumni and 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 diehard fans of all things colorado state that's one of the things we we hate is is wyoming and in love when when we beat them in all sports so um and i know you got a big one coming up this saturday or friday um friday or saturday i think it's friday saturday 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 yeah so we'll ask you more about that but um let me introduce mckenna as well so McKenna is a five foot five guard from Prior Lake, Minnesota. She played her first season at Seton Hall in New Jersey, transferred to CSU during the COVID year, 2020, 2021 season. She was named the Mountain West Newcomer of the Year that season and all Mountain West. She's having one of the best seasons in CSU history right now, drawing comparisons to Becky Hammond, uh, truly an All-American type of season right now. Her junior season last year started in all 33 games, averaging a team high 36 minutes led the team in scoring with 17 points a game, number two in the Mount West, scored 557 points to lead the league. Now this year, you know, how do you top that? <laughs> well, uh, by starting all 27 games so far, averaging 37 minutes a game, 21 points a game, 7.3 assists a game, She's shooting 50% from the field and shoots threes at 47%. So just uh, mind-blowing stats, McKenna, and um, you ranked in the top 10, in four different categories in the nation, assist to turnover ratio, total assists, assists a game, and points per game, ninth in the nation in points per game. Um, in the Mountain West, you're number one in nine different Mountain West categories. So um, let's start there. Um, you, no no secret that you are small in stature, will you five, five? Uh, you're outsized by a lot of your opponents, but you continue to dominate. You just seem to play with a chip on your shoulder. How are you able to to compete at this incredibly high level? Yeah, um, it's honestly just kind of come natural to me. It's always kind of been something that I've had to do. I've never been anywhere near as big as the people I play against when I was little to where I am now. And so uh, it's just kind of the way I've had to adapt my playing style and kind of learn how to how to overcome that kind of stuff and be able to get the job done regardless of if I'm the smallest and if I'm maybe not the fastest or the 
longest, but um, just trying to do the little things and, and be a good point guard for any team I'm a part of. And I'm only 5'2". It says 5'5", five five, but I'm like 5'2". I don't I know who, say, who put that out there. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm never on the court with you, but I've, wa- I've, I've, I've walked into the arena before. I've seen you, like, when you've been supporting the men's team. I've walked in. You were in front of me in line once. I'm like, she is... She is not five five. I'm not gonna, no, no. I'm not gonna disrespect her by saying she's not five five. <laughs> but that's awesome. So and, and then teams like they throw the kitchen sink at you to try to slow you down, but not many teams are able to do that. And not a lot of success there. I think one of the ways they do is is try to out physical you. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how if that affects you or not, but just just curious how you're able to can, to maintain when when these teams try to out muscle you. You know, during the game, it's not too bad. I think maybe after the game, I feel a little bit of bumps and bruises, and you know, a fall or two on the floor will will start kicking in. But during the game, I just I kind of realize that that's going to happen, and that's just part of the game. You know, being someone who's undersized, you're going to have someone who's longer, stronger, maybe a little bit faster. So just kind of dealing with that, um, not getting too phased by it, and then just knowing that I have a lot of help around me. Um, so that really makes my job a lot easier. So in Becky Hammond's All-American season, she averaged almost 23 points a game, 4.8 assists a game, and shot 49.6% from the field. You guys are basically having the same seasons right now. Um, I know she played before you were born. Um, <laughs> played back when Mike and I in, in our era – um, but what do you know about her and her legacy? Um, have you comprehended the kind of season that you're having in comparison to her? And what does it mean to be compared to her? It means so much. I think being around CSU just in general, you know how much Becky Hammond means to the program, to the school, to everybody who's gone to CSU. Um, so just to kind of be in that same conversation as her is a true honor because I know how much she's done for the school and just kind of the legacy she's had not only here playing, but now as a coach and just everything she's doing with the aces. So it's really very humbling for me to just even be a part of that conversation. Um, and I'm hoping one day we get to sit down and maybe talk about it. I have yet to have an opportunity to meet her, but I think that'd be really cool. Mike knows her a little bit. So um, she is an amazing, amazing gal for sure. I heard you tell Brian Roth on the Ryan Williams coaches show last week that you are planning to use your Super senior season eligibility uh, with the COVID the COVID rules, and that is awesome. It's awesome for CSU. It's awesome for us fans. That's awesome for your team. Um, I know that uh, this season isn't over yet, and there's there's plenty of work for you guys still on the table here this season. But do you think ahead, and and do you have like high expectations of what this team could be next year? I know there's that three other key seniors besides you that potentially take that extra eligibility as well. You got Kylin coming back, a lot of good key pieces. Any any thoughts there? And and any any word on what your fellow seniors might be thinking about next year? Yeah, you know, everyone I've talked to plans on coming back. That's kind of the goal is we want to, you know, stay and play another year. And because I think we really enjoy not only just being on the court with each other, but off the court and the whole team and the whole program gets along really well. So as far as I know, everyone is coming back. And I think that's super encouraging for us just because you know, we get another year to build and grow and become even better. So um, we're all very much looking forward to next year, but I think we got a lot of unfinished business this year that we uh, very much plan on taking care of. 100%. Love that. Love that. Um, So each of you, I mentioned this when introducing you guys, but you you both committed to colleges besides CSU out of high school. Tell us a story, each of you guys, how you ended up at Seton Hall and Cal, and then how you ended up at CSU. I guess, uh, Kylan, go go ahead, go first. Um, I know you were a starter for the Bears uh, when the 2021-22 season began. Why did you end up leaving, and how did you choose CSU? Yeah, I think um, I overall had a great experience at Cal. I'm still actually really close with everybody and the coaching staff and the players. And um, yesterday actually was my fellow seniors' uh, senior night. And I would have been there as well. So my mom actually ended up going back and walking with one of my best friends for senior night. So it's definitely still all love there. Um, There just was a lot going on and I just needed a, you know, a new start and a fresh start. Um, 
And I ended up actually graduating in three years. That was one of my goals, um, being at Cal and getting my uh, degree in business administration. Um, and I was able to successfully do that. And there's a lot of <laughs> hiccups and a lot of turns and everything, but we figured it out. Um, so that was really big for me to be able to, to get my degree from Cal. Um, I have met some amazing people that I'm still close to to this day. Um, I just really just needed to a fresh start and to move on. And and um, honestly, I didn't know what what that would look like or where that would be. I'm not gonna lie, I never even heard of Colorado State University in my life. Um, and uh, I was able to uh, get, start getting recruited when I went into the portal. And, and um, I think one of the biggest things I was looking for is just like an opportunity to um, be around good people. And uh, the, I know the basketball will come, um, playing will come, having fun will come. Uh, being around people and good people and generous people who care about each other and care about you outside of just being a basketball player is really big and goes a long way. Um, and I really felt like I was going to be able to get that from just being able to talk to the coaches and come on my visit um, and, you know, meet the team and everything. So that was really huge for me. And I can honestly say so far, it's been a great experience it has been very different. I've never lived outside of California until now. Wow. So um, getting used to the snow, I know Kenna and all of them, they make fun of me when it snows because I am bundled up to the team. <laughs> like it is crazy, <laughs> but um, I am getting better. I am getting better, but um, I just needed a different experience and um, be able, being able to make this move was probably one of the greatest decisions of my life thus far, just being able to be around like-minded people and, and, and good people who care about each other. Um, so I'm really happy with my decision. Yeah, you know what? This, I've lived here most of my life and the snow bums me out also. <laughs> <laughs> this time of year is just miserable to me. Thank God for basketball. Um, right. <laughs> so are you taking then graduate classes or yes I, I'm I'm uh I'm in a master's program I'm in the master's of sports management here awesome good for you and McKenna I want to ask you about your background too but um I know that you mentioned with your super senior season for next year what will you be doing as far as a I, I assume you'll be taking master's classes at that point yes so I'll actually be applying for the same program so I'll enter the sports management program and um try and complete as much as I can within that first year and then um, hopefully take like a grad assistant position and then move on to uh, ultimately what I want to do as coach. So move in that direction once I'm, I'm done with my master's. And tell us how you ended up at Seton Hall. And and, and I'm just curious because I've, I've heard you tell this story before that you committed to CSU without ever stepping on campus. And it, your recruiting trip was a, a Zoom call with Coach Coach. Floyd. Yeah. So yeah. So Committed to Seton Hall, and, um, you know, at the time, I thought that was the right decision for me and where I should go, and that year was a big learning year for me. I think I grew more in that year than I ever have in my entire life, so I'm really thankful for that opportunity. I just, you know, I wasn't super happy there, and I wanted a different, different, um, like Kylan said, a different fresh start, so I entered the portal, and I was originally set on, you know, staying home, going to a school in Minnesota, and trying to play basketball there. And that was when COVID was just heating up and it was in the thick of things, but took a lot of calls with different coaches. And my AU coach actually reached out and asked me to talk to Coach Williams, just, you know, kind of as a favor to him, just to get on a good page with Coach Williams and the staff here for future recruits. And so I talked to Coach Williams on Friday for, you know, maybe an hour or so and talked to him on Saturday and actually committed on Sunday. So it was kind of a whirlwind. I had never been to Colorado, never had stepped foot on campus, didn't know anything about CSU, but just kind of took a leap of faith and um, was really looking for somewhere that I could call my second family. And that's kind of what I've gotten here. So it, it's all worked out. But yeah, there was a, there was a few a few weeks where I was just kind of like, oh, my God, did I make the right decision? I'm, I'm going somewhere I've never been with people I've never known. And it was uh, it was something I just had to believe in, but it's worked out for the best. So I'm very glad that that everything happened for for whatever reason it happened. 
Very cool. Hi, Lynn. Um, you grew up in the L.A. area, born in Long Beach, raised in nearby Cyprus. You had a storied high school career at Modern Day. But you chose to leave SoCal for NoCal, which is <laughs> um, uh, Did you do that uh, just for a change of scenery? Uh, did you connect with that coach or? Yeah, I think um, you're right. I have never heard it put like that, but I surely did. <laughs> but um, like I said, I think I was just in a very um, interesting place mentally um and I just really didn't know what was next I didn't know where basketball was gonna take me um like like uh was said earlier I had had um surgery and everything and I was coming back off of that this uh that last season uh my last season at Cal I was that was my first time back from having surgery and I was actually told that I'll probably never play basketball again by the doctors um so there was just a lot of stuff going on and a lot of things I had to try to overcome and figure out. Um, and I didn't know if my uh, my foot was going to hold up or what was going to happen. Um, but ultimately, God is in control and it held up and it has continued and I'm doing good and I'm feeling great, the best I've ever felt in a long time. Um, so I just really wanted to be around people, like I said, who who cared about people in general um I think talking to the coaches and obviously um I was able to talk to a lot of other schools and a lot of other coaches and I didn't know if I wanted to stay in the Pac-12 or if I wanted to go further away or um what I wanted to do so I think after just having conversations I didn't really I didn't really care about which level I was at I just wanted to be around good people and people who cared about basketball and I think that's what this coaching staff is. They know basketball, they care about basketball, but they also give you the freedom to just play. And I could see that in on my recruiting visit and, and just how um, the film I was able to watch of like Kenna and some other players. Um, I think we have the freedom to play how we, how we play and, and go off of instincts a lot of the times and, that's really fun within our system to be able to do. So I think being able just to talk to the coaches and also um, one of my mentors at Cal was the Dean of Social Welfare. And she had been to CSU before and she actually had been to Fort Collins before. And she definitely was like, cause I didn't know if I was gonna go on my visit. I didn't know where I was gonna go. And she was like, you absolutely should go there. You should go see the campus and wherever you go, you need to make sure that you feel welcome, that you feel all right. And when I came here, I just felt like it was God telling me that this was probably the right decision for me. And I actually, I went on one other visit, but I canceled all my other visits. Um, and I just decided that this was the right place for me right away. Great. So McKenna, um, you grew up in Prior Lake, Minnesota, just outside of the Twin Cities. Um, in the heart of Big Ten country. So were you that player that got away from the Big Ten or, or <laughs> choose to, to head east and then come south to Colorado? <laughs> you know, I didn't get recruited much by Big Ten schools. I um, When Lindsey Whalen took over at the University of Minnesota, I talked to her for a little bit, but I was already kind of set on what I was already going to do. But other than that, um, I didn't get a lot of recruitment from the Big Ten, so – I, I didn't really have a choice. I would have loved to be in that conference just because it was close to home. But, you know, everything, like I said, everything happens for a reason. And if I went somewhere else, I probably won't be here today. And, and I'm glad where I'm at today. So I'll take it. I'm curious, how, how does CSU compare to where you guys came from at your previous school, like culture-wise? And how do we stack up facilities-wise? And is it is it pretty on par with what you guys have seen? <laughs> I, I mean, say, yeah. yeah, I can't speak for the Pac-12. I'm sure Pac-12 has great facilities, but Big East facilities, we are <laughs> way up, way up compared to most. And then culture-wise and just overall experience is just 
the best I think you can get at this level. You know, the grass isn't always greener. Some people say, but in our situations, I think it is. Yeah. And um, the culture here is just one of family. People genuinely care for each other, genuinely want the best for each other. And um, you go somewhere else, you might not get all that. So I think CSU has a great job of good people and, and very nice facilities. And the locker room just shows that. Yeah, I would absolutely say that. Um, obviously, the Pac-12 has some very nice things going on, but I would say we're just as competitive with them when I didn't know what I was getting myself into. But when I came here, I said, wow, this is this is better than a lot of the places I have been um, in the Power Five uh, schools. And it's it's honestly, we get taken care of probably better. And in my situation, definitely better um than than other power five schools so we're definitely there and obviously the culture um is different from california i think when you go to different states cultures are different but i would say i feel right at home and i'm learning a lot of new things getting new opportunities which is really cool um it's crazy my family just came up for the last game and they went snow tubing and just sent me a bunch of videos and we had never even known that was a thing so um it's not only me being able to get opportunities with my family as well but definitely we're matching up very nicely with everybody else a new lot so, pretty fancy too absolutely <laughs> it's unreal you can say what you want to describe them because you know we haven't had they haven't allowed fans in there yet <laughs> Just just Twitter videos and, <laughs> but yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah. All right. Let me pause real quick and tell you about Ginger and Baker. We have talked about their amazing pie lineup, which includes some of the best pies you will ever taste, including some of my favorites, the double crust apple pie, maple pecan pie, chocolate peanut butter. Oh, but their savory pies are equally as famous. We all know about the delectable chicken pot pie, but they have recently added to their cafe menu two new savory pot pies. Also, the veggie pot pie with a creamy filling, bursting with veggies and fresh herbs. And then the short rib pot pie, which is chock full of slow braised short ribs, veggies, and brown gravy. Delicious. The cafe has a ton of other amazing farm-to-table American comfort food classics. And of course, for an even more elevated experience, you can dine at Ginger and Baker's other primary restaurant, The Cash, which is a modern Colorado steakhouse offering steaks and chops, fine wine, good whiskey. Ginger Baker also features a coffee shop, event spaces, a market, a teaching kitchen. This place is amazing, guys. Support our friend Ginger Graham and treat yourself to a world-class experience at our favorite place, Ginger and Baker. What was, okay, what was this, three weeks ago, the Utah State game? It was um, the Education Day. I don't remember what they called it, but they had, like, thousands of elementary school, middle school kids there. There was, like, 6,000 fans in, in Moby. I can't remember how long ago this is. It must be 20 years ago at this point, about about when you guys were born. Uh, but she made me go to an NSYNC concert at the Pepsi Center, and uh, – <laughs> I don't, my, my ears may still be ringing from that. There was so much high pitched screaming from the, the young kids in the audience, but was it kind of like that, you know, with just really loud and, and high pitched cheering going on? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, it was so loud at some points we were. I remember I was dribbling up the floor and the girl guarding me was like, was playing defense, but she actually was putting her hand. Yeah. <laughs> She was covering her ears because it was so loud, but I keep telling everyone, I wish we could do that every game. That was so much fun. It was so cool to see those little kids enjoy the game and just be so excited about something that we're excited about too. So it was such a cool day. Definitely. It was giving like Staples Center on a Sunday. <laughs> it was, I think every time we ran out, every time we were doing something, um, I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I can't hear anything. I think Kenna was trying to call plays and I just looked at her. <laughs> I don't know what she's saying. Like, I'm just going to start doing something because I don't know what's going on at this point. Um, so it was unreal. It was unbelievable. And just being able to see such young kids um, be able to participate in love women's sports is absolutely amazing too. And after the games, 
little boys, little girls coming up to us, wanting autographs, wanting us to sign their foreheads and shoes. <laughs> and I was like, are you sure your parents are okay with this? But I mean, I guess, okay. Um, but being able just to see women's sports um, get elevated like that was absolutely amazing. You know, I feel like, I feel like CSU and the, the local community in Fort Collins really supports women's sports. Volleyball is big. Um, I feel like it's pretty pretty decent following in women's basketball how does how does our fan support compare to you know when you go around the the mountain west who who else out there has decent uh has, has good fan support compared to to us um i would say we are pretty high up there we we our support is really awesome um and just from the community you can tell we go out and people know us and people are excited that we're around and you know, I don't think many other places in the Mountain West are necessarily like that because when we travel, there's very few gyms that are as full as as we get. Um, trying to think, Wyoming does get a good crowd. I think Wyoming's super into their sports and very um, competitive with everything that they do, so they get a good crowd. UNLV gets solid, but other than that, there's just and the pit. The pit was very fun, yeah. but um, other than that, there's not not any other teams that do it better than CSU when it comes to fan support. I just think that CSU does a really good job with connecting our teams with the community. One of the things that, that CSU does an amazing job this is my favorite thing of the year, but the fight like a game or fight like a Ram game where you guys wear the cancer patient survivor's name on your Jersey. Um, what is that like? I'm, I'm obviously it's, I'm, I'm sure it's an honoring for you guys and it's a special moment, but there's gotta be some tinge of, of added pressure. Cause you, as human nature takes over, you want to make sure you play well wearing someone else's name on your, your Jersey. But what is that? What is that game like for you guys both? You got that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, go ahead. Um, yeah. This was my first opportunity to, to play in this and it was definitely very emotional for me. Um, I have some family members right now who are battling um, different forms of cancer and, and are really fighting, but also just, um, the woman I was able to to fight for was absolutely amazing. And it was really amazing to understand her story and just to see how resilient she is. And I think that didn't really add pressure in my opinion. It just gave me something to, to play for. And actually it, it put a lot in perspective because unfortunately we did, we did take a L that game. But um, I think after the game, being able to speak with her and being able to understand where she was at that moment um really put a lot of things in perspective for me um basketball is a lot basketball is my life but also um I am bigger than basketball and, and there are other things in my life going on and there's family there's support there's my teammates there's other things that I'm able to live for each and every day I get up every day and go to practice and I don't think about how my health is or, or where I am and and things like that so I think just being able to be grateful for who I am and where I am because other people are just trying to fight for their lives every single day. So I think for me, it just put a lot in perspective and I was able just to not put as much pressure on myself in basketball and just be like, okay, it's okay to have fun. Cause you know, there's, there's life and death going on in other places and other people's lives. Well said. Mm-hmm. Very well said. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, and I want to thank you for that. You know, my mom's a 23-year breast cancer survivor. Uh, sadly, I lost my dad uh, to cancer last October. So it means a lot to me seeing seeing our teams repping that. So I was proud to wear the pink at that at that Wyoming game uh, when I when we were up there cheering for you. So thank you. Um, now. Earlier in the season, we played in a tournament in Las Vegas. Um, looked like a great lineup, you know, CSU, Auburn, Indiana in it. Um, and then when when we showed up, it was held in a ballroom with folding chairs. <laughs> that first – that game against Auburn, you know, it, there was that incident where, you know, one of their players was injured. And there weren't paramedics on site. Um, what what did the team think about all that when, when it happened? Because that's just something that I know Indiana's coach was very vocal 
about it. And it's, you know, it's something that you don't see in a, in a, in a men's tournament. Yeah. Um, I think we are definitely frustrated just with everything, because like you said, that would never happen in a men's tournament. And I think that's kind of where we were the most frustrated with is just like, we want the same treatment. We want what they get. We want what they have. Like, I don't think anyone should look at women's basketball any different than men's basketball. We're doing the same thing. We're lacing up our shoes and going out and playing the same sport. So that was frustrating. And just um, to see a girl down there on the floor and someone had to put a blanket on her because she's so cold because she was waiting so long for um, emergency people to get there. It's definitely hard to watch and hard to be a part of. But um, overall, it was a fun experience. I thought – you know, we got to play two good games against two teams that we wouldn't have seen otherwise and um, in a cool atmosphere. But there are definitely things that could have been done a lot better about that tournament. And um, I'm hoping we get opportunities next year to go to a tournament like that. That's just run a little bit better. But um, at the end of the day, I think it was a cool experience. Just wish a few things went differently, obviously. Well, I know I know as players, student athletes, you guys are taught to forget what's already happened, forget the past, forget tough losses. But you guys still kick yourselves a little bit for a few of the games that got away from you this uh, this season, particularly late. I know you had the game at San Diego State last week, which was a tough one. That was there for the taking, the loss at Air Force, um, overtime game at UNLV, just a couple of games here and there that could have really changed the tide and put you guys in a better position to to win the regular season title. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I wouldn't say that um, I don't think you ever forget them. I think you definitely have to move on and continue on through the season. But I think um, that's why we're so proud of some of these moments where we have been able to get over the hump um, because you don't forget those and, and you don't, um, you don't lose that, that, that sense of feeling inside of you where you're just like, Oh my gosh, like, all of those games, there's probably five or six of them on our record right now where we're like, that should have been ours, that could have been ours. But honestly, I'm happy with the fact that it was never what something some some other team did to us, in my opinion. Um, it was stuff that we can change and we can get better at. So I think holding ourselves accountable and continue to push on as we continue to go into these last games and then the tournament, that's what we really want. Um, just to continue to hold ourselves accountable and rise above, but also still be confident and believe in each other. I think that's one of the biggest keys. And um, I know I've definitely made mistakes in a lot of these games that have sometimes cost us these games, but I think moving forward, um, if we have, when we're in that situation again, or if we get in that situation again, I feel like my teammates believe in me that I'm going to change um I'm going to change and I'm not going to do the same thing that I had done. I'm going to get over the hump. I'm going to, we're going to all get over it together. So definitely some, some hard ones that still hurt and that will probably continue to hurt, but we also have positioned ourselves to be in a great um, place and a great opportunity moving forward as well. You know, UNLV looks really good this year. Uh, I, I read that it's the first time that they've had a, They've been ranked in their program in 29 years. It's the first Mount West team that's been ranked since 2016, since CSU was ranked in 2016. You played them really tough, both games, both matchups, and you both individually played well against them. Both games this year, I know McKenna, you had 37, and uh, Kylan had 19 on the road um, when we lost the tight one there. Was that the overtime game? And then um, Kylan had 19, McKenna had 17 at home more recently. What makes them so good this year? Yeah, they're strong one through five. They, I mean, they don't have many gaps in their lineup. And I think at any given time, any player on their team can go get you a bucket, but can also go get you a defensive stop. And I think that's, it's really impressive. Um, They just, they work really well together. They have a lot of great players and then they're, they're well coached. So um, they're a hard team to beat, but, I am so excited. I am so much looking forward to seeing them in the tournament because I think we have a little bit of unfinished business. Me personally, the last two years, 0-4, I do not like that. I do not feel good about that. So um, 
that one's kind of personal for me. And then I think just as a team, we feel like that's one that's gotten away and we're ready for the, for the next challenge with them. You know what they say, it's hard to beat a team times in a, in a season. So hopefully you draw them and get, or get to play them at some point in the, in that, in the Mount West tournament. Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. I've had a chance to watch most of your games this season uh, through the Mountain West app on Roku. Um, With both of you being from out of state and it's probably a little difficult for your families to come uh, to get to Moby or to travel through the other uh, Mountain West territories, have they been able to take advantage of this and, and, and watch you all play? Yeah, my sister um, actually watches every game most of the time. She's at work um, during the game, so my parents are watching in live, my grandma, like pretty much my whole family, the whole <laughs> church, everybody is on the app now watching, but my sister actually goes back and watches the replay and then she sends me what her little two cents of everything the day after and everything. But um, I think definitely all of my family for sure has been taking part. They send me videos that they're, they're very locked in for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. So is, is that a good or bad thing that they get to watch every game? <laughs> I think it's great. I think yeah. it's great. <laughs> I, I just it's great I mean it, it's it's fun to be on a on a team that wins um <laughs> it's fun to be on a team that um plays good together and everything so I have no problem of them watching I I I welcome it <laughs> that's awesome I, I, I wasn't able to watch this game, but I was tracking the live stats on my phone, the San Diego State game the other day. And I was like, this phone must be glitching because I think we have like seven points. Or there was like a combined seven points in the second quarter or something like that. And we had only scored, I think, 13 in the entire first half. And I'm like, that's one of the things, though, like and I've heard Coach Ryan talk about this. And, you know, this is a really, really good shooting team. But there's just been a couple anomalies this year. We just have not been able to shoot. And yet you guys remain in those games by playing good defense yourselves. Is that kind of your calling card? (laughs) No matter how you're shooting, you you play tough D? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Because that's just something we can control, you know. Every team, every season, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be rough shooting nights. That's just a part of it. So we know that if the ball is not going in the hoop as much as we want, one thing we can't control is trying to get the, get things done on the opposite end. So trying to get those stops and then just, you know, racking points up wherever we can. So that game was not a great shooting game, was not a high scoring game by any means, but um, we kept ourselves in it with our defense and a few more buckets fall, we get that win. But like I said, that's just a part of the season that those things happen. You know, I, I watched the, the end of that and, and, you played in Viejas, and going back to the crowd support from from earlier, it was empty. Was it was that was that difficult being in in such a large arena, and just not being able to have, even if it's the opposing team's energy, like having that crowd energy to to really get you into it. Yeah, I mean, I think you know the crowd always helps. It always makes it more energized and more fun. But I think. Um, as we continue to travel and go to different places and sometimes you have to bring your own, um, which I'm happy that even when, you know, maybe things aren't going our way offensively, we still figure out how to do it defensively and stuff or, or make our comeback. So it definitely isn't the easiest thing to do, but that's when we have to kind of just turn to each other more and lean on each other for the energy and, um one through 16 of us have to be there have to be locked in have to be able to talk and and give off the vibes that you need so it's definitely not the easiest thing to do but you definitely just got to figure it out and do it yeah and and that's I know Kylan you were injured this year but or this this particular season but McKenna I'm sure you learned how to bring your own energy during that whole COVID year right because you're playing in empty arenas and and that was always fascinating to me like you know, you hear every squeak of the shoe and, and every bounce <laughs> of the ball. And uh, yeah, that had to have been really, really a unique time for you guys. But um, all right, so you you still control your your destiny for the two seed if you went out. 
start with Wyoming on the road Saturday, which is a big one. I mean, we talked about the importance of the rivalry. What do you guys need to do to get that sweep, that regular season sweep of the hated cowgirls? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we got to stick to it to ourselves. Um, obviously, um, we haven't shot the ball as great as we have wanted to on the road the past couple times. So I think, you know, making sure we're locked in this week. Um, and I think, uh, you know, having that same energy, that same fire um, that we have had definitely in the fourth quarter of the last game, but even, you know, this Air Force game that we just played, the the type of passion, the type of tenacity that we had coming right out of the out uh, at the beginning of the game to the end of the game was was really big. So I think just making sure that we're ready, um, having the confidence in each other and a confidence in ourselves to to go out there and just have fun for one, but also just know what this game means to us. And it's not going to be easy by any means, but we also, you know, we have some people like myself who it was their first time playing Wyoming and stuff. So now we kind of have it under our belt a little bit, kind of know what to expect, but I think it's going to be really fun. And I think especially those type of games are extremely fun to play in. So I think we're ready. We're just, is going to continue to to prepare this week. Love it. So, I mean, you almost certainly at this point have to run through the Mountain West tournament to earn an NCAA bid. Um, do you guys talk about that and kind of getting in these last two regular season games, kind of building momentum to make that run in the tournament? Or are you still just focus on, hey, let's focus on Wyoming and one game at a time? A little bit of both. I think we talk about it just because it's such a big goal of ours. And that's ultimately where we want to end up. What we realize that we got a few games to go before that can happen. So we're trying to stay focused on each game and to get us to a spot in the conference where we're at the two seed. We're in a great spot going into the conference tournament and then um, hopefully win out and then make it to the big dance. But we we talk about it because we're excited about it, but we're also trying to not get too excited about it. That'd be great to keep that two seed, keep UNLV on the other mm -hmm. side, and then beat the big bad Rebels in the championship game. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Yep. All right. Uh, so I just got a few more questions. And, and again, thank you two for your time. It's much appreciated. Glad that we could have you on. Uh, so, McKenna, this first one's for you. Um, the Minnesota Lynx were in your backyard growing up. Uh, they won four WNBA titles from 2011 to 2017. Was that an inspiration for you, like seeing such a high level a team, you know, 30 minutes from your house? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the powerhouse, like dream team. And that my parents and I would go to so many games like that was kind of our thing is especially when they made the playoffs. Those were like the most fun games ever. And I went to Maya Moore camps and I went to Lindsey Whalen camps. And I was just such a big fan of the whole team that um, it was such a huge inspiration. And just to see women be so successful on the court, but also off the court, like how recognized they were, how well respected they were. It was definitely a huge inspiration to just um, witness. You know, I went to the UNLV men's game and, and one of my Uber drivers all he wanted to talk about were the aces. So it was, it was pretty cool. I, I love seeing that transformation, especially with a, with a daughter who loves basketball. So that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, Kylin, the music scene from where you grew up at, very well known, very eclectic. You have the punk rock scene with Sublime. You have hip, I mean, hip hop legend Snoop right down the road where, I mean, where you grew up at or where you were born at, all of them are from there. So musically, what was it like uh, growing up in that area? It was absolutely amazing. I think um, I'm still a huge West Coast, California, um, hip hop girl. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> West Coast all the way. <laughs> Got to, but um, I think uh, also, there's just so many, like you said, different genres. So I think I was able just to get exposed to so much um, gospel, uh, classical, jazz, hip hop. Like there's just so much um, to go around. So I grew up going to, you know, some different concerts and 
my family actually has a huge background in music as well. So um, just being able to be around my family and and a couple of my cousins are rappers and stuff like that. So just being able to go go see them at the House of Blues or something like that was absolutely amazing growing up. Um, yeah, I mean, being in California, especially where I was, you kind of always just saw people if you went to games or if you you went to different places, if you went to the mall, you would see YG or you, you would see Snoop at any given moment at the football field. So there's just a lot of um, opportunities just to be around good people and good music. So it was really cool growing up. And I definitely, that's probably why I'm a huge, huge old soul, huge hip hop person right now. And it definitely has shaped me into who I am. Love it. Yeah, I'm definitely West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm a foodie as well. So McKenna, um, Twin Cities are known for Juicy Lucy's. I asked, <laughs> I asked to, uh, Coach Medved last time we were on, asked uh, Aaron, uh, Coach. Uh, Katsuma. Yeah, he because he went to he went to Minnesota. Um so the Juicy Lucy, where is your spot to get one? Buffalo Tap. Buffalo Tap. That is yep, a new this, I have not heard. It's this little like hole in the wall type of restaurant, probably like 15 minutes away from my house. And my parents and I and my whole family would always go there, especially like NFL Sundays. We'd go there, we'd get a Juicy Lucy. They'd have these cool um, like boot glasses. So you get like a cowboy boot and I'd get mine with chocolate milk. Have my Lucy Lucy, and man, that was my thing. So yeah, Buffalo Tap. Buffalo Tap. All right, I'm a, I'm a Nook fan in St. Paul, so I'll have to try that out. So right. those those, uh, those Buffalo uh, those boots, um, what were they filled that up with the uh, the adults in your party? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm not sure if I remember that one. <laughs> I was gonna say get Golden Light. <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly that's something we can't get here in Colorado and it drives me nuts yeah. uh, so next time comes down to visit if they just want to be a case of that with with them to to, to give me you know I'm just I'll just, let them know I'll make sure they're on that you're gonna have to pay big Michael <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta let me know too I mean I'm a huge foodie like I'm just hearing about this juicy you know, holding out on me I'm, I'm hungry yeah. now just thinking for our listeners for our listeners, that it is, it's a cheese stuffed burger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, they're so good. They're so they good. Very good. All right, so Kylan, for you, like SoCal, I mean, kind of like the music, it's just very eclectic. I mean, all sorts of influences all over, not only from the U.S., but from the world. So if I'm, if I'm hitting up your area, for what sure. type of food or what restaurant, where should I go? Oh, my I have a whole notes app list, list and list, but um, just today, I would say like California, Mexican food, you know, being by the border and everything is, is absolutely unreal. I go to all types of Chaco trucks all the time. Um, but also I was able going to Cal, I was able to be in Northern California, which are two different, they're like two different states different weather, different cultures. It's just very different, but we are one as Cali, but um, NorCal being in Oak, like near Oakland and stuff is definitely some great soul food. Big Mama's Kitchen. Oh my gosh. So amazing. So good. Some soul food, some just good home Southern cooking. Um, Back in LA, uh, Louisiana fried chicken. Um, hibachi hana if you're into like you know more of the little uh, Asian influence so I just grew up on so many things that's one of my favorite things even now just going to a restaurant and trying new things so um, it's definitely a, a spot to great uh, to go to for sure those are those are legit tacos down down there too <laughs> legit not like not like not not the taco trucks here are bad Hey, it's legit. I mean, I found one. I told I was telling Ken about the other day. I found one where I'm like, you know what? This ain't bad. I can get down <laughs> with it. You know, I can get down with it. But oh my gosh, it's so good. It's so good. 
Well, Mike thinks fuzzies is like authentic Mexican food. So. <laughs> oh, you know no, what? I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just saying I can't even eat from there. I, I will go and I'll hang out, but I'm not eating the food. <laughs> uh, we like fuzzies. It's not bad. <laughs> no, it's good. I, you can't. I, you I, can't I, beat a. You can't beat a. A food truck, you know, the authentic. Oh. No, for sure. It is good. It's good for what it is, for sure. But if I'm trying to just get something real, I got to get a food truck. I no got <laughs> Well, listen, guys, uh, this is really fun. You guys are both awesome. Great talking to you guys in depth and getting to know you a little more. And, and it's been fun following you this year. And I know you got a couple big games left and then the tourney. So we wish you the best of luck and, and really appreciate all your time and stories and and insights. Yeah, thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Definitely. You thank bet. you so much. It's our pleasure. All right, guys. You guys have a good all right. night. Have a good you week. Too. Good you luck. Too. Go Rams. Go Rams. Go Rams. Well, I really enjoyed that. McKenna Hofshield and Kylan Crocker couple great, great representatives of CSU, great basketball players as well. Awesome to hear that McKenna is coming back for a super senior season next year. You know, and she said that the the other seniors, those key pieces, the, uh, plan to come back as well. I mean, the team's going to be loaded. So good things to come for women's basketball. Good luck to them on Saturday against the Pokes uh, in Laramie. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you have all a good week. And appreciate all you guys who are donating to the NIL cause. We thought it would be really, really rewarding to um, give these women a chance to earn a little bit of money for their time to come on with us. So appreciate all you guys that are involved in that. Don't forget to support our sponsors. They make this all possible. We will talk to you next week. Go Rams. I got my grub on, but didn't pick out. Finally got a call from a 